Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Abisay Bayisa and Rachel Pierce. Hey, Rachel. So I've got what I think is a pretty tricky case uh, involving grouping and child pornography cases. Mm. Um, I've got a defendant who's been charged with two counts of production of child pornography involving the same victim. Mm -hmm. Um, The hiccup is that the conduct for each count, or each count lists a separate date, right? So the production of child pornography with the same victim occurred on separate days. And I'm looking at these grouping rules that talk about same victim. Right. So I know I have that. And I'm wondering, is that enough? Can, can we group these two counts? Well, I think, I think the focus is, again, on the decision tree. And, and again, can't plug that enough, if you will. Um, it's almost like a roadmap. And so you just follow the roadmap and answer the questions on the decision tree. And when you get down to the the part of counts involving the same victim, you don't just stop there. Uh, And I think folks do that sometimes. They they say, oh, my counts involve the same victim, I can group them. But the next question is, do they involve the same harm? Do they involve um, the same harm or separate instances of fear uh, or risk of harm? And I think that when you look at the, the nature of these offenses, and that is production of child pornography, uh, essentially they often represent you know, a sexual act being committed against a child and it's just being videoed or filmed or whatever the case may be, pictures taken, whatever the case may be. And, and so I, I think that there's a real strong argument to be made that each time that happens, mm-hmm. it's a separate harm to that individual child. Uh, We do have an application note at 3D 1.2, application notes three and four actually. Um, They don't discuss child product or production of child pornography specifically, but they do involve a discussion of offenses like assaults and robberies of the same victim. So if you think about those types of offenses where you're assaulting a victim, whether it's twice in one day or multiple days, I think the guidelines are gonna view that as a separate harm each time that victim is assaulted or each time that victim is robbed. And I don't think it's a stretch to make the same, to, you know, to analogize that uh, uh, essentially a rape of an individual or a child or some sort of sexual act committed against that child is a separate harm in each one of those instances. So, uh, Rachel, if I'm hearing you right, I mean, we know when we get to the grouping rules, like, obviously it's one that is excluded under rule D grouping. Right, right? of course, right. And there's no SOCs where one embodies the count of another. And right. so when you get to the victim's part, I think the, right, the question is, is it, are these two, we know we have the same victim, right? right? Mm-hmm. One composite harm mm-hmm. or separate harms. Right. And I like the idea that you made about assaults, right? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think there's no question that when you've got two assaults or two rapes, mm-hmm. even if it's the same victim, mm-hmm. I think it's clear the guidelines tell you in the application note those don't group, right? Right, mm-hmm. and this is akin to an assault or akin to a rape. I would agree. And even if you have the same victim, each separate act, mm-hmm. right, of this production is a separate harm. Agreed. So I think this is just a reminder that we can't just stop at the oh, is it the same victim, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. I think is what happens to a lot of people. Oh, they group. But the guidelines are concerned not only with victims but harms, right, mm-hmm. and separate harms, and I think. Here, if you've got two counts 
and they happen on different days, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty clear that those are separate instances of harm. Agreed, and I, I, I can't stress enough the, you know, looking at the separate harms because if you're just reading the rule, you know, it, it allows for grouping of counts involving the same victim and two or more acts constituting a common criminal objective. And I think right. most people would think, well, yeah, these are two or more acts constituting a common criminal yes. objective, but that's not the end of the analysis. You do have to go a step further and, and determine if they involve the same harm or separate instances of harm. And I think we're, we're both in agreement that they do. They, mm -hmm. they do. Agreed. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case.